The sudden passing of Nigerian gospel singer Osinachi Wanchuku has shocked Nigerians and several Africans familiar with her incredible talent. At first, news broke that the 42-year-old married mother of four passed on after battling an undisclosed ailment later reported as throat cancer. However, 24 hours later, a new report surfaced that the renowned singer with a powerful voice who is known for her biggest hit single, Ekweme, had been on life support in an Abuja hospital for two months, fighting for her life after her husband kicked her on the chest during a recent attack. She sadly gave up on Friday, April 8, 2022. Osnachi's sudden passing and alleged abusive marriage most of her fans are unaware of has shocked the African Christendom across the globe. This began after her family and close friends started crying out and talking about what really happened. According to them, the singer didn't die of complications but actually from an injury caused by her husband. Osnachi's sister, during an interview, cried out that her husband didn't call the family right away after her demise for several hours. He only attempted to do so on the evening of her passing by calling her younger brother and casually mentioning that his sister had passed away. Before now, we told her that they are not divorcing, that it's just separation, but she felt that God is against divorce. We told her that separation is not a sin, but just for her to stay alive and take care of her children. She will always tell us to relax and that the man will change. After several people who knew the singer personally corroborated what she had been going through in a marriage, her husband, Mr. Peter Wanchuku, got arrested by the FCT Police Command and was taken in for further investigation on Sunday, April 10th. Who is Osnachi Wanchuku and why has a sudden passing broken many hearts? Talking today about something that has really just broken my heart the last few days, my wife and I, um, one of our beautiful sisters, uh, Sister Osinachi Nwachuku. Amazing. If you're not familiar with the African worship scene, then maybe uh, you don't know who she is, but she, her ministry has impacted millions, millions across um, Nigeria, across Africa, uh, in North America, in Europe, basically the whole world. Beautiful woman of God. Um, and she recently died. And when I saw it at first, I, I just couldn't believe it. She died very young. I think she was about 41 years old. Um, and then as I looked into it, I found out that her husband is the primary suspect. Her husband, primary suspect. And this is why I'm talking about this because this woman had the opportunity to have left that marriage, to be alive today, to continue the work that God called her to do. Um, the issue here is this one of divorce that has a lot of people in bondage um, because of misunderstanding of the scriptures. So here we go. Uh, Cicero Sinachi, she met this man who professed to be a pastor. Now, this is based on the interview uh, that we listened to uh, of her mother and of her twin sister, her mother and her twin sister, okay? Um, when this man first met them, he was in contact with the twin, in touch with her, 
Um, maybe things weren't going as he thought, perhaps, and then he turned his attention to uh, Sister Osinachi, and things moved very quickly. Uh, the normal protocols of, of marriage uh, that happen uh, around all, most of Africa, uh, they were not properly observed, okay? And um, long story short, they ended up getting married. And the testimony given by Sister Osinachi's mother is that she, her daughter, was kept from her by this man for eight years, never laid eyes on her after their marriage. She got pregnant. Um, she, the mother heard about it and offered, like a lot of African mothers do, to go and babysit the child during the time that um, uh, the mother would need to recover and, and, and get herself back uh, to, together, especially given that she, uh, she had such a, a popular ministry and was constantly traveling. And the husband said, absolutely, no, you're not going to come to my place. And uh, the mother said, even when she called Osinachi and said, hey, baby girl, I want to come and look after the baby, she said, what did my husband, did you speak to my husband? She said, yes. Um, what did my husband say? Uh, the mother said, the husband said, no way. He will not uh, allow me into, his, into, into your home. And so Osinachi said, okay, well, listen, I can only do what my husband says, all right? Um, this man constantly beat his wife, um, kept her away from her family for absolutely no reason. The family would, would try to get in touch. Uh, he blocked them. The, the, the twin sister went even to the door of the house and was driven away. So it was very obvious from even the beginning of this relationship that this man was not trustworthy. He was not a good man. But uh, our uh, sister decided that she wanted to be with him anyway. For whatever reason, we may never know. We may never know. But this message is for those of us who are still alive. I have, I have, um, I have two daughters. I have a granddaughter right now. I have uh, sisters. I have nieces, uh, beautiful ones. Uh, growing up, who are going to get into relationships, and they need to know this. They need to know this, okay? And and for my sisters in the body of Christ and, and, and friends, we need to know this. Now, when um, Mrs., uh, our sister Orsinachi, when her, her, her mother and others in her community um, spoke to her about walking away from this relationship. She quoted Matthew chapter 19. Uh, this is where Jesus was teaching, and he said um, uh, the Pharisees were interviewing Jesus, of, of course, always trying to entrap him uh, with their questioning. And um, so Matthew 19, it says, here, When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea, to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds, of course, they always followed him. Now, some Pharisees came to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Jesus replied to them, haven't you read, he replied, that in the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, 
For this reason, the man will leave his father and his mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one. Therefore, therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Let no one separate. Now, this is what Sister Osinachi quoted back to her family. She was not going to get a divorce from her husband because um, what God put together, let no man uh, separate. Now, this is the thing that we need to understand, all right? This is predicated on a relationship that God put together. This message is intended for a particular group of people, those whose marriages are put together by God. Clearly, clearly, there are so-called marriages that God did not put together. You can call them marriage written in red, uh, bolded, underline it, put asterisks next to it, uh, and fill up a page. And it's still not a marriage because God did not um, put it together. There are even uh, uh, men and women who marry, and God did not put it together. There are so many stories of people who travel to Vegas, get into a drunken stupor, they uh, party, party all night, uh, get to someone who's called, um, uh, has a marriage license, uh, perform a marriage, and, and uh, th that is not a marriage. That is not something that God put together. Now, listen to this. In John chapter 10, verse 27 to 28, this is the Lord speaking. He says, my sheep, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This is Jesus talking. This is the thing here I want to I I um, really capture, um, highlight. There are laws, even in God's word, and then there are higher laws within God's word as well, all right? Uh, in natural law, there is the law of motion, and then there is the law of, of, of flight. The law of flight is, is really a higher level law because it, 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 it's, it's able the law of flight is able to help a person uh, travel faster, uh, reach places that they would normally not be able to, uh, just using the law of motion. Um, so we can move around on the ground, but to be able to fly, there is a higher level of, of natural law that needs to come into, uh, into alignment. For, for a person or an entity or a unit, anything, to be able to levitate and to take off. So it's a higher level of uh, a higher order law. So here we are in the scriptures. Jesus says, divorce is not good. Um, because what God has put together, let no man separate. Now, in verse 11, so Matthew chapter 19, verse 11, Jesus um, says, you know, because they're saying Moses permitted divorce. This is the Pharisees speaking. Now, Moses permitted divorce. You could simply give your wife uh, a divorce certificate and she'd be gone. Jesus replied to them, not everyone can accept this word that, that he has um, he said, because Jesus basically says uh, the only reason that a, a couple can, can divorce is if adultery is in that relationship. Then there can be divorce. Um, 
But for any other reason, uh, God does not want divorce, okay? Because listen to me, divorce is difficult. Divorce is difficult. Divorce causes pain. It causes trauma. It puts the lives of the children in a vortex of destruction. Divorce is painful. It's costly. God does not want his children to suffer. He does not want his children to suffer. So God does not want divorce. Divorce impacts the foundation of, of, the, of the Christian life. Divorce impacts um, God's design for humankind in the world. God does not want divorce. And we understand that. But this is what Jesus said in verse 11. He says, Not everyone can accept this word, but those only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And then there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. The one who can accept it should accept it. Now, our sister Osinachi, well, she accepted it. And she died. Her life was taken away from her. But Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Because this is the thing. I don't care whether you are a Christian or not in this particular case. Because we, God, God speaks to his children. But God, by his grace, because you see, we were sinners at one point. When Christ died for us, we were still sinners. But God, because of his grace and his love and his mercy, he reached out to us and pulled us in. So God was speaking to us even when we were not yet saved. So God speaks to people. And he would say to you, this is not a good relationship. This is not a good relationship for you. Now, freaky Johnny here, you know, he may dress dapper and everything, uh, the, the most expensive shoes and, 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 and has a seven pack, whatever the case may be. I know he looks nice and he may talk a good talk. But when you look at him and you listen with your heart, you, you can tell something is off. God is speaking to you. And saying, my daughter, this is not the man for you. And it's even more, um, more um, obvious when you are a child of God, when you are a follower of Jesus. He speaks to us constantly. And he will tell you, this is not a relationship you should get into. And he'll tell the woman, he'll tell the man. Okay, depending on who, 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 who is looking to do this. And sometimes it's even two Christians. And God is saying to them, yeah, okay, I, I, I know you may be uh, 45 and you, now you're concerned that you may never get married. Or God says, no, no, no. This one here is not for you. Don't get into it because of desperation or any of that stuff. God will bring your husband and your wife or your wife to you in due time. I have seen people getting married at the age of 80. Maybe their third marriage because husbands passed away or wives passed away. God is faithful and will give you who belongs to you. Who he has appointed and apportioned for you. So do not be in a hurry. Because this is what happens. Sometimes, especially in, in a culture like Nigeria, where... You know, by 30, like if you're not married, it, it, it's like, you know, the, the, the world is coming to an end. That pressure 
may be what pushed her. Now, I will never know. This is all conjecture for me, okay? I, will, I may never know. We may never know. But the truth is, I know for a fact that God would have spoken to her. And the witnesses are there. Her mother, her sister, and other family members. They could sense that this man was not a good man. They could sense that he was not a godly man. But she got married to him. And through that time, he was abusing her. Because the reports, the autopsy is that he beat her to death. It didn't just happen one time. He was beating her constantly. Keeping her from her family, from her loved ones. Her twin sister said she went to their town one time and her husband kept her from coming in. And so she hung out on the street and at some point during that time, she saw her sister passing by on the street and she called unto her and they met on the street and they hugged each other and they wept. And then they went their separate ways. That, my brother, my sister, that is not a godly marriage. That is not a marriage that God put together. God cannot have his daughter or his son be put in a place to be used as a punching bag. No. The Holy Spirit of God resides in us. You and I, we do not live our own life. Paul says in Galatians chapter 2.20, the life we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. We belong to him. We were created for him, for his use. We were created to serve him. And that's why he lives inside of us. God will not allow. He will not put his son or his daughter in that kind of position. And if that situation, uh, abuse in a relationship, comes about because one of the children of God becomes disobedient at some point down the road. They've broken that contract. They've broken that contract. Because, let me tell you about this higher law. The same Pharisees, they came again uh, talking to Jesus, okay? In Matthew chapter 22, 36 to 40. Uh, they said to him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second uh, is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then he said this amazing statement. All of the law and all of the prophets hang on these two commandments. So basically everything that had been spoken before, according to the law, and even those things written about by the prophets in all of scripture up to that time, Jesus said, the commandment to love God and the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, those were the two greatest commandments. So basically, if you sum it all up, it is a commandment of love. In this dispensation, there is an even higher law. It is a law of grace. In that law of grace is everything that has to do with God. Mercy, um, restoration, provision, protection, everything. Um, grace and, and, and love, they're inseparable. 
They're inseparable. Because of the love of God, he sent his son to die so that by grace we would be saved for those of us who would believe him. All right? So here we go. God says we must love him and we must love our neighbor. When you physically or even verbally abuse a person to the point where even they, they, they can't focus to worship God. They, they, they live in fear. They, they, they're suffering. They're being punished for no reason. That is right there. You are in breach of this covenant of love with God. Now, it's one thing if uh, we all make mistakes for some crazy reason. I, I can't even imagine what it is. Because I've been married, I'm going on 33 years as I speak right now. I can tell you for a fact, because my wife is in this room as I speak. I have never, ever even insulted her, much less put a finger on her. Never happened. Because you know what? How do I express that I love this person? and then insult them. It doesn't make any sense to me. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, 25 to 33. He says this, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, that is a serious kind of love. That's a serious kind of love, okay? Christ would not abuse the church. Christ loved the church to the point of death to the point of surrendering his life for her, for his church. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or, with, uh, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, Paul writes. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does for the church, for we are members of his body. So beating your wife and, and, and hurting her, even psychologically, mentally, uh, does not fit this description in the scriptures. And I tell you this, unless you have a, a husband or a wife who is living, um, whose heart has been hardened, who is living um, a, life of, a life of gross disobedience, otherwise they're not saved. If, if it's not great disobedience, it is likely because they're not saved. The Holy Spirit of God does not live in them. That's why they can continuously do these wrong things over and over and over again, ignoring, ignoring the ministry of the Holy Spirit in their hearts. Okay, so without the Holy Spirit ministering to you, of course you can do these things. We expect the people in the world, even those in the world, don't do these things regularly. But especially for those of us in the kingdom of God, it is a no, no, no. It does not happen. It's not permitted. It's not allowed. God does not allow it. He does not allow it. So here we go. Um, for this reason, 
Okay, this is in the same scripture, Ephesians chapter 5, 25 to 33. Uh, Paul writes, he's quoting now, he's quoting Matthew 19, okay? He says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. One flesh. You don't pick out a stick and begin to beat yourself. Why would you pick up a stick and beat somebody else, especially someone who is your wife or your husband? This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one uh, of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect the husband. All right? So, so here is the thing. Uh, this thing has, it's it, it bothered me and my wife. We, it, it, it's, it's been, it, it's, it's grieved us that a woman of God who is, such a, a, an amazing worshiper in God's kingdom. Her ministry has ministered to me and to millions around the world. And because of a misunderstanding of the scripture, she allowed herself to be beaten and pulverized to the point of death, cutting her ministry short because of this. I remember hosting a television show many years ago um, uh, on, on, on Yes TV. Uh, we, we did that program for many, many years. And it was a life-calling television program. And a lady called and, and said, she, she was, her heart was broken. She had been through a divorce. And so now she was in this relationship with someone who loved her. She was keeping herself holy and pure. She would not get into any physical relationship with him. But she loved this man, and this man loved her and wanted to marry her. But she could not do it. She would not do it. She would not allow herself to get into that relationship with him. It didn't matter what we said. It didn't matter how much we prayed. The understanding was so um, tied to this scripture, but without proper understanding. Because the fact that two people go to a church building and mention the name of God in a marriage, it doesn't mean God put it together. This God, Jesus said, is predicated on a marriage that God put together. But based on Sister Orsinacci's situation, it is obvious that from the beginning, her husband's heart was never given to God. And he, um, even though God was speaking to Osinachi and to her family and everyone around her could see what the problem was, she refused to see it. Maybe because she felt for some reason, for some reason, she felt that she had to be married to this person and she ignored the voice of God. My prayer for you is that you do not allow yourself, if you value yourself the way God values you, whether you're a man or a woman, if you value yourself the way God values you. And Jesus says, my sheep, they know me, they know my voice, I speak to them and they hear me. He's speaking to us all the time, yes. In a still small voice, quite often, sometimes it is, he does some dramatic things, but quite often he's speaking to you in a still small voice, giving you direction. 
my child, do this this way. Don't do this that way. And so you and I, we know when God is speaking to us. And we know what we should or shouldn't do. So many people get married to the wrong people. Believing that, well, it's okay. I'll bring them to church. I, 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 I'll, I'll get them to, to come in line with the word of God. But that's not how it should be. That's not how it should be. That is not how it should be. You should not be unequally yoked. You should not, as a child of God, um, marry into the camp of the enemy, thinking that you're going to bring them on, on, on board, bring them along, uh, along with you. Because quite often the opposite actually happens. And that's why God was very, very adamant about his people getting married to, to, to unbelievers. Because very, very often the unbelieving spouse ended up converting the believing spouse to the other side. So don't do it. Don't do it. You cause yourself problems. You bring disrepute to the name of God. And you, 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 you don't value yourself. You are God's precious jewel. You are the apple of his eye. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by him. He loved you so much, he sent his best to die on the cross just so that he could have fellowship and relationship with you. That's how much he values you. So if you allow yourself in that situation, it's like saying to him, uh, God, I don't value myself. I'm not worth anything. If you, as a, if a child ever said to their parent, mom, dad, I'm worthless. I'm not, I have no value. You break your parents' heart. You break your parents' heart. And these are human parents who may not die for you. They may not die for you. But Christ died for you. You are very, very valuable to him. Very valuable. So do not allow yourself in that situation of abuse. It impacts your relationship with God. It impacts your relationship with other people. It impacts your, your worship and your prayer time and your service in the kingdom of God. It impacts all of those things. So God does not want you to be in that position. He does not want it. And I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, even though I have hollered and uh, gesticulated and done all of these things the way that I am wired to do them. Only you, Holy Spirit, can really minister to your children in the way that cuts through all of the drama and cuts through all of the noise and will minister directly to their hearts. That they would understand your heart concerning relationships with one another, relationships with husband and wife. You sanction relationships that you are a part of. If you are not a part of that relationship because one of the parties to that relationship or both of them, their hearts are not with you. They're not surrendered to you. They're not listening to you. They're not allowing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That marriage, you're not in it. Yes, sir, you're not in it. So minister to them that even those who may already have been married and were not, the marriage was not dedicated to you, they can bring that marriage to you and you will accept it 
as long as they do so following your word and have hearts that are surrendered to you. Let them know, Lord, let them know that they can still come to you and surrender that relationship and surrender that marriage and you would be a part of it and you would watch over it. You would watch over that marriage. You would. Minister to them, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Glorify your name in and through their lives. Give them a fresh revelation of your grace and your love and your mercy on their lives. A fresh revelation of the value that you place on them. And those who may be, who find themselves in dire circumstances, in dire situations, Lord, that they would run to you, that they would go and get help, that they would get out so that their lives would be saved and that they can continue to minister and to serve you and to serve your children. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We pray in Jesus' holy name. Listen, I love you. And if you have any need for prayer, call us, write us, text us, whatever you do, reach out. We are connected with people who can, who are qualified to help you in the situation that you find yourself in. God bless you and stay well.